0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson, and I am your host for Locked On Coyotes. It's a new podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just launched the NHL channel yesterday. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to the first episode. Uh, This is episode number two, coming at you a little late, um, at least late in the evening, but still going to get it on the site while the calendar reads October 1st, at least on the West Coast, and uh, tomorrow uh, rolls into October 2nd. And that is the start of the NHL season as we're all excited to get ready to go here. Uh, Four matchups on the docket tomorrow. It's going to be the last two Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis and Washington, taking on uh, each other in St. Louis. And then the Canadians uh, will take on the Maple Leafs in Toronto. Then the late games are San Jose and Vegas and Calgary and Vancouver. So... Two games for the U.S. broadcasts of NBC Sports Network, two games for uh, the Hockey Night in Canada Sportsnet crew up with our friends in the north, and uh, the Coyotes, on the other hand, don't get started until the next day, so they get a chance to watch uh, four division opponents, actually. All four of the teams playing the late games are going to be in the Pacific Division, as is expected, but a chance to get some uh, early scouting on division opponents, but Coyotes will get a division opponent of their own in the Anaheim Ducks, and we'll get to that matchup a little later in the show. The biggest news uh, surrounding the team today, uh, final roster has been put together and uh, released by the Coyotes. Uh, Craig Morgan, uh, a few tweets on um, the, the final construct of the roster. Craig Morgan, the senior writer for the Athletic, he covers the Coyotes, has done a great job in the Valley, so... Uh, we'll just kind of look at, at his notes and, and kind of what he's tweeted out as well. Is he has uh, tweeted out a picture of the uh, final roster uh, about seven hours ago, so that came out at two in the afternoon. That was the deadline for these rosters to be turned in. and. Um, The Coyotes uh, picked up Eric Comrie, a goaltender from Winnipeg, off waivers. So uh, he was on the team. They technically roll with uh, three goalies. It's Comrie, it's Kemper, it's Ronta. Ronta's uh, injury, unsure of what uh, kind of the extent of that is. It it seems that it's going to be Kemper and Comrie, especially with Comrie staying up. Uh, But we'll see how uh, things shake out in the goaltending category, and uh, it's pretty much what you would expect. I mean, uh, obviously Kessel on there and Soderbergh, but pretty much the same roster that was brought back last season. A um, few players of note returning from injury. Nick Schmaltz is back. Um, so that's going to be uh, a really big help, and I think the biggest thing, like we talked about yesterday, it's, it's the health of this team, and this team seems to be going in Really healthy. Um, A couple moves that were made that um, were done for for cap reasons, and um, so Ilya Lubushkin and uh, Christian Fisher ended up getting sent down to the American Hockey League. And um, according to Craig Morgan, this was his tweet: um, "Quote: Both Lubushkin and Fisher were waivers exempt, the only two AHL eligible players that held that distinction." The Coyotes are now under the salary cap. Long-term IR now becomes an available option as the season begins, end quote. So uh, as Craig put it, uh, the reason the Coyotes had uh, made that move was to free up the cap space. A team that was picking up contracts uh, like Marion hosts to stay off the uh, off the cap floor having to spend the minimum amount of money is now pressing the cap. I mean, just shows exactly what is brought to the table from Alex Murillo and how dedicated he is to putting money into this team and 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 producing a winner. Um, and then uh, goes on to say, Craig Morgan does quote Coyotes GM John Chega confirms that Christian Fisher's AHL assignment was a paper transaction. Uh, Fisher will be with the club that heads to Anaheim on Wednesday. Eli will stay in Tucson and get some reps. Coyotes will put Marin Hosa on long-term IR for cap flexibility. So a move to get some cap room in order to put Hosa on to long-term IR. Fisher will be brought right back up so he doesn't have to head to Tucson. But I think the interesting part of that is uh, Illibuchin is actually going to stay uh, down in Tucson. And what uh, Craig Morgan had reported uh, a little bit later was that the Coyotes are expected to bring up uh, another defenseman, and that was about an hour after the tweet that he confirmed that Labushkin would be staying down in Tucson, said that um, Craig Morgan reports that he's hearing it'll be Kyle Capobianco that'll be called up after uh, he had his season ended in, uh, I believe it was his third game, with an ACL injury. So, um uh, he'll be the seventh defenseman hypothetically, uh, at least to start the season. So a little interesting too. I always thought uh, Ilya Dubushkin was a really good player, solid defenseman. He could uh, be a minutes eater if necessary, very physical, probably the most physical player on that team on the back end. Uh, not, not afraid to to mix it up with uh, some of the tougher guys, especially having to play against those third, fourth, sometimes the the bigger second line. So, uh, Labushkin's going to stay in Tucson, but I think the Coyotes really liked what they saw out of Keppel Bianco uh, prior to his injury. Though it was a small sample size, and it looks like it was enough to uh, have him on the trip at least to Anaheim and, and up in the uh, up in the big leagues. And um, it'll be interesting to see what the Coyotes do defensively. It seems like they have uh, their defense set: Ekman-Larson, Demers, Goligoski, uh, Jarmelson, uh, you know, the, the bigger names um, on that team. Uh, they traded away Kevin Connaughton to Colorado in the Soderbergh deal, so a guy that had seen a lot of playing time in that the sixth defenseman, Jordan Osterle, who really had a, a decent year last year as well, pitching in 20-plus uh, assists. So uh, the Coyotes defensively pretty solid top to bottom, maybe uh, – In terms of depth, there isn't a a pairing that you look at and and you're wondering. Um, Alex Goligoski had admitted uh, earlier, I believe it was last week, uh, at least the report came out, that um, admitted that maybe he didn't have the passion for the game that he once had. Um, Well, he didn't is uh, what he said, that he did not have that passion and uh, said he rediscovered it at some point, but um, hopefully it's still there for him as... uh, the coyotes gets star golgowski is is going to be a big key piece along with that a veteran back end and uh, it seems that the coyotes finally have uh, that veteran leadership they're not you know not talking about how many young kids are coming up and when they're t- going to develop it's a it's a solid team that has uh, a lot of veteran presence and especially on the back end even in net I mean Darcy Kemper's been in the league a long time Auntie Ronta as well so a lot of uh, veteran leadership and and a lot of winning going on uh, on that back end, uh, at least winning previous to being a member of the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, this is a team that could start their own winning ways uh, Thursday night when they take on Anaheim. So uh, it's a great situation for the Coyotes to be in and uh, maybe the best roster we've seen uh, out of the Coyotes in last 10 years. I mean, even the team that made it to the Western conference finals, uh, if you're talking talent wise, maybe not as much uh, pure talent or pure skill as this team heading into the 2019, 2020 season has. And speaking of talent on this roster, uh, one of the younger talents that the Coyotes were hoping would develop quickly uh, has, and it's Barrett Hayton. He has officially made the roster. He was listed um, on the roster, it was a 21-man roster when it was first released. Uh, Fisher, uh, like we talked about, expected to be call-up as well as uh, Capo Bianco at some point tomorrow. But uh, Barrett Hayden, the uh, center who drafted uh, in 2018, and uh, the Coyotes w- were questioned a little bit on why he was drafted so high. It was a guy that uh, a lot of people had figured was uh, – mid to late first round pick, uh, maybe even seeping into the second round, but the Coyotes taking him high, and uh, only a 19 years old, and uh, when you take a look at at his junior career, uh, in 39 games, recorded 66 points last year, Uh, his draft year he got 60 points in 63 games, and then uh, his first year in junior, 27 and 63, so um you can kind of see at least statistically why a lot of people were confused that Heaton was taken fifth overall by the coyotes uh just one draft year ago but uh, he's made the team and and again with uh, john Chaika it's, it's hard to deny what what he has done and and question what he's done and you know it, it always seems that uh even though he makes a move or or trades up uh, just like they did with victor soderstrom they traded up uh, in the draft and took him and Kind of left a lot of people confused and, and wondering why they did that. But um, I mean, we see Hayton uh, already making the team. Doesn't mean he won't get sent back to uh, Sault Ste. Marie. He uh, obviously has those nine games to play before he uh, has, or before a decision has to be made on whether they'll send him back before a contract year is burned. But it doesn't. It doesn't seem like this is a. A decision that's a nine game trial then they'll then they'll make a choice it it really feels as though he has made this team he's gonna be uh, playing a lot and uh, it just it's really good to see when you have a, a guy so young able to come in fifth overall and make a team in just his second training camp uh, you remember the Dylan strom saga that didn't pan out too well for the coyotes who drafted third overall um, I think even worse is seeing Mitch Marner get drafted right afterwards. But with the uh, with the Coyotes, it was always a struggle to develop talent. I remember the Blake Wheeler situation where he held out and uh, ended up signing with the Bruins. And uh, just a plethora of draft picks that didn't end up working out, especially in the first round. Uh, you, you can just ring them off. You had uh, Chris Summers, Dylan Strom, obviously. It just... Never seemed to work out. It just never seemed to develop for uh, a lot of those guys in the Coyotes organization. But it also seems that things are are on a different path. I mean, a guy like Connor Garland, who uh, mid round draft pick, ends up getting called up and proving himself. He makes the roster. He uh, seems like a guy that's going to be a staple of this team for a long time coming. And uh, it's just really good to see the the player development side of things. A guy like Coyote Capo Bianco. Um, as we talked about, expect to be called up, uh, making the team. Uh, and and that was uh, a study had come out, a, or not a study, a report. Uh, somebody had kind of crunched the numbers, and I believe this was back in 2017 or 2018. This is at least a couple years ago that uh, listed the amount of non-first-round picks on on current NHL rosters or that are still with uh, the team that they were drafted by in the Coyotes' uh, at the time had a very low number i believe it was about 1 or 2 and that was really just due to the fact that uh, the team was was struggling and and had called up a you know a couple players to see what they had but uh, now that that number is going to going to change a little bit and and the draft seemed to be working out a lot better obviously pierre oliver joseph uh, traded to pittsburgh in the kessel deal so he's no longer with the club but uh, a guy who that seemed to be uh, making making the right path but uh, maybe in in an odd situation uh, for him as well because of how deep the Coyotes uh, blue line was but uh, even the forward group for Arizona is is not anything to scoff at anymore they have a a lot of talent and I think that really begs the question on on where is Hayton going to fit in I mean it's all of a sudden, you got a plethora of centers. You have Richardson, a guy who was uh, instrumental in that PK last year that was at tops in the league. And uh, you got Schmaltz coming back, Derek Stepan and Carl Soder, uh, Soderberg really offering some veteran presence there. And you wonder where Hayton fits in. Is maybe we see Schmaltz move to the wing. Maybe uh, Hayton moves to the wing himself. But. And, a team that was really struggling at at depth at center uh, now has almost too much uh, too much on their hands, which is a good thing. I don't think a team has ever complained about having too much center depth, especially the importance of a 200-foot game by uh, a lot of players now, with with how quick the game is and and face-offs, especially in the defensive zone. You can never have too much good center depth, and that's where the Coyotes are at right now. So. Uh, but really good for Barrett. Hayden, had a chance to talk with him a few times uh, throughout the summer, whether it be at prospect camp, a rookie camp, uh, the training camp, and he was confident in, in his abilities to make the teams, and and really uh, taking in the feedback, and and that's what he uh, that's what he seemed to do. He, he got a lot better this last training camp, and, and it'll be exciting to see what he can do this year and and how he'll mesh. Again, it doesn't feel like a, a nine-game trial or a let's wait and see and we'll evaluate him after five games. This seems like a thing that's that's going to stick and he got a chance to stay with the team for a few days last year before he got sent back to juniors just to practice with them. And I remember talking to him about that and he said it was just valuable to be there just a couple of days to see how those guys practice and, and the speed of the game and, and what it takes to be at the NHL level and uh, he's here and going to get some uh, now regular season action he's played in a handful of preseason games but things ratchet up uh, a lot more than they do in the preseason and be excited to see how he handles it we'll see if uh, he is in the lineup tomorrow that's or on uh, Thursday i apologize uh, always interesting when you have so many forwards is it going to be Garland who who sits is it going to be Hayton who sits so uh, uh but in the end, it's a a problem that the Coyotes didn't have uh, even just two years ago. On you know, pretty pretty easy to decide who was gonna sit for which game. But now you gotta you gotta work around some things and and really see who who the players that's uh, gonna be scratched. I think you, you do get the sense that it will be um, Christian Fisher when he gets back up. They. Again, the Coyotes released that 21-man roster. It will be filled with 23, but uh, got to think that it might be Fisher to sit. But at the same time with Fisher, he the the only reason he got sent down was because uh, he was waiver-exempt to free up some cap space so the Coyotes could do a little cap gymnastics to figure themselves out. Um, so brought back up, obviously, with a, a guy like Hayton. If you send him back, you send him back to juniors, not down in the AHL. So... Uh, even Christian Fisher coming back doesn't necessarily mean that uh, he's going to be the one to sit out. So be interesting to see how head coach Rick Tockett uh, plays with the lineup and, and gets things put together in Anaheim. Speaking of uh, head coach Rick Tockett, he's entering his third season with the Arizona Coyotes after coming over from the Penguins after being an assistant coach on two consecutive Stanley Cup winning teams and really hoping to build another Stanley Cup champion in the desert, and I think that's uh, that's important for a coach, uh, bringing in a coach who's done a lot of winning, had a lot of success, and and Rick Tockett really does a great job of not only bringing that to the table, but he brings people around him that have, have won a lot. Uh, Phil Housley, the newest assistant coach for the Coyotes after being fired from the, the head coaching job of the Sabres after last season's uh, tough second half for the Sabres. Uh, Phil Housley who was an assistant coach, uh, on the Predators, who uh, that same team that lost to the Penguins back in 2017. So uh, Phil Housley has been a winner in the NHL. He's been a winner as an assistant coach. He's back to being an assistant coach on a staff that uh, seems to be one of the strongest in the league. And, and when Rick Tockett got here, he uh, didn't have, have a lot to, to play with. I mean, he had the pretty much the same defensive core group. Is was actually the exact same defensive core group. Uh, and he's, he's really had to uh, play around with a lot of injuries as well. I think at the beginning in his first year, it was a matter of getting the system together and, and getting everybody to play well together, and then uh, starting the next year, it was a lot of the injuries. I mean, you saw at the end of the 2017-2018 season how well the Coyotes had finished, and uh, only second in points in the division behind the Knights in terms of second half is you know if you had if you had only played the second half of the season that would have been good enough for a playoff berth for the coyotes but just a such a tough tough start to rick Tockett's career i mean a uh, a losing streak that ended up being a uh, the longest in franchise history nearly totaling an nhl record and it just kept going on and never felt like it was going to end and people already calling for rick Tockett's job and yeah, He was uh, having a difficult time, but he navigated through it. They played extremely well at the end of his first year. Last year, again, dealing with a lot of injuries. I think he really messed with the chemistry, especially offensively. You just never really knew who you were going to play with because you never knew who was in or out of the lineup in terms of health, and, and that can always be difficult, but uh, always knock on wood. But this team seems to be heading in with, uh, with a clean bill of health. Obviously, we day-to-day, but... Uh, having Kemper in, I mean, it wasn't wasn't to say that Ronta was going to be the backup to start the year anyways, but it wasn't like it was uh, necessarily his job coming into training camp. It was going to be a battle, and so it's going to be Kemper to start and uh, see when Ronta comes off, uh, off injury. Obviously, they have three goalies on the roster with the addition of Eric Comrie, and uh, he was uh, listed on the official roster turn-in today to the NHL, so it was... Uh, Three goalies. We'll see when Rante comes back listed day-to-day, but um, for head coach Rick Tockett, I think the biggest thing is getting off to a good start. It was a, a nightmare start for him in Anaheim, his first career game, but it was one of those things where he, uh, you know, he got the ship turned around, so I think the biggest thing is, is they should, they need to get a win, and it's a long season. It's 82 games, but I think in order to build that confidence and and really feel good about the season ahead and and feel good about what the team did in the off season acquiring players uh, ownership changes and all of that to feel really good would uh, be able to get a win and especially against a team that uh, is on the downswing a team that's looking to rebuild lost a guy who was really their leading offensive man for. For a long time, for nearly a decade, and Corey Perry, obviously, he was on the downswing. He was bought out and is in Dallas now, but uh, Ryan Kessler, his future is really uncertain after he had the the hip injuries, and uh, unfortunate for Patrick Eves, ended up getting, uh, had to be sidelined after ex- signing an extension. So a Ducks team that I don't think, I think was expecting to rebuild at some point, but a team that was in the Western Conference Finals uh, just... Three years ago uh, is now uh, on the rebuild. I mean, three years doesn't seem, you know, but sure, three years can be pretty quick. I mean, three years after the Coyotes went to the Western Conference Finals, they were in some trouble. But uh, where the Ducks were at, and seemed like the, they were pretty prime for the future. They weren't really doing a, a rebuild. They were doing a retool. But uh, a lot of a lot of injuries along the way really hurt them. So uh, Coyotes go out a Against a team that that's on the rebuild, but don't take them easy. The Coyotes haven't uh, had any uh, playoff experience, so it's not a team that I don't think feels that they're above everybody else, and and it's, uh, you know and and feels that they've accomplished a lot. I think it's a team that has a chip on their shoulder and a team that really wants to get into the playoffs and and really wants to prove that last season wasn't just uh, a miracle or you know they. Got got some good performances out of guys that may not repeat it. I think they're looking to prove that uh, they're going to be one of the teams to be in the Pacific Division, and doing that, uh, coming out and, and winning a really big game. An opening night against a division rival, I think, is where the Coyotes can set the tone of the rest of the league before they have to come home and face defending Eastern Conference champions on Saturday. So Excited to get to the game on Thursday, and uh, we'll see how... Uh, things will play, out. we'll see if it's going to be a little bit different this time around in a season opener in Anaheim. So, I would appreciate you listening in uh, today as well. Uh, you can always follow this podcast; it's on. Uh, it'll shortly be on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it will also be on Google Podcasts pretty shortly. So, however you listen, however you want to tune in to Locked On Coyotes, be my guest. You can always follow me on Twitter at saskelson96. Uh, again, uh, S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6, and I want, to, I want to hear what you want covered. Uh, whatever topics you want me uh, to discuss, whatever you want me to touch on, I'd be more than happy uh, to give that to you, the listener. So, once again, I appreciate your time. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow on Locked on Coyotes.